24-hour sports anywhere in the world on iHeartRadio. This is 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. It's the 11 o'clock hour, abbreviated as it is. Trent and I with you until 11.45 today. Iowa Wild Hockey on your radio at noon, followed by the Iowa Wolves. So uh, back-to-back, play-by-play with two of the local teams, winter teams. The Wild at noon, the Wolves at 3 o'clock. We'll talk to Joe O'Donnell, the voice of the Iowa Wild, here in about oh, 30 minutes or thereabouts. Trent, I got asked this question for maybe as early as I've ever been asked it before. Mm-hmm. I was asked on Friday what the point spread is going to be in, in the Cyhawk tilt in September at Jack Trice. Whoa! whoa. That's, that's exactly my response was, whoa. Huh. Okay. So what did you come up with? Off the top of my head, I had Iowa State by two and a half. I went three. I went Iowa State three. Iowa State will be favored in the football game yes. this year. One of the few times. One of the few times. And they've lost four straight in this in this uh, rivalry game. Uh, but Iowa State will be favored. But you know what? they? My thought process was probably won't be favored maybe as... By as many as they should be, knowing that the public loves Iowa in this game over the last few years. Sure, I was so I, that's why I went Iowa State three. But you were, were were close. You were two and a half, right in the same area. It, yeah. It's it'll be a tight line. Yeah, but I think you're right. Iowa State. Do you know how many times over this now twenty plus year stretch since they broke the streak in '98? Guess how many times they've been favored. Uh, top of my head, three or four. I think you might be on the high side here. I, I have a database where I can go and find point spread history now. Apparently, you're you're having trouble, though. <laughs> well, I, I'm you're typing filling. it out. Oh, I thought you already had it in front of you. No, no, I'm typing um, it out right now. So two or three? Uh, I'd say two. Okay, yeah, there hasn't been a lot. There hasn't yeah. been a lot for sure. But um, anyways, we've got a long way before we get to September, sadly. All right, let's see. Played in any month, 30 games. What type of games... Regular season, and here's the search. Iowa State has been favored in none of them? No, they were favored once, I think. Once or twice, had to have been. Going way back. All right. The home team spread in Iowa State was, yes, uh, 2,000. That's it? 2,000 by two and a half. That's it. Wow. I mean, as I quickly scroll through this, I, I believe, yeah, hmm. that was the one time in 21 years. Well, they'll, they'll be favored in the game this year. Yes. Um, I want to go back to Tony Romo for just a second because Troy Aikman, I thought, had a really good day yesterday as well. Uh-huh. Rank the, the color analysts in, in – in, in, well, I think we all agree, right, that Witten and Booger are number four. They, oh, okay. They, they are to – NFL football as, as we as we are to KXNO. Right? <laughs> we're, we're down on the totem pole. Right. But here's where it gets really difficult. Not in this building, but I'm, and it would, I'm sure I, mean, I don't do that. But in when you're talking about Chris Collinsworth, Troy Aikman, and Tony Romo. Yeah. Separate those three. Oh, I think it's pretty easy. Do you? Romo, one. Just based on yesterday's performance no, alone? No, no, just in general. I mean, he, he has been a breath of fresh air. He was a conversation piece for a whole football season. He was, but you even go back to last year, he was yeah, a conversation that, piece. That's what because, I meant. I don't want to know what's coming. Oh, or he yeah. talks too damn much. Shut, somebody just shut him up. He's fun. I want to He's hear different. Nance. His passion for the game. 
his boyhood passion for the game, yes, I think reverberates through your television. And he made it much. He made Jim Nance a lot better. Who, as you know, I'm not a fan. Not a fan either. Nor am I. Golf, uh, maybe golf. Absolutely. Golf is about it. I can't stand him in the uh, in the NCAA tournament. No, he is dreadful. As bad as he is in the NFL, he's worse Hello, in college friends. basketball. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, all right. But he has brought him up a level. Okay. It might be a low level, as it sounds like both of us think, but he's made him better. Mm-hmm. Who's two? Between Aikman and Collinsworth? That's where it's difficult for me. So it's 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 a no-brainer to you, not even a second thought. No. Not even pausing. Romo won. Aikman was really good this year. As terrific. good as he's been in a few years, mm-hmm. I think. And I think that Thursday night game where he kind of had to go by the seat of his pants a little bit more, I think that was good for him. He because he was working twice a week, yeah. I mean? You know. Seemed a bit okay. looser, mm-hmm. uh, a little more fun. I put Aikman for this year at two. And Collins were three. Collins were three. And he's really damn good, and he's he's number three. Yes. Collinsworth's okay. Yeah, I, I. you know what? I can go the same way. The other thing, we only got one minute left here before we get to, get to a break, guys. So I want to get Nick Athen in here. Mm-hmm. Did you see the Chris Bryant, Yadier Molina, the brouhaha? Here, Chris Bryant said it is at CubsCon, right? Yeah, yeah. He's preaching to the choir. He wasn't at a players' event or a national baseball fans from all over the country got together. He's at CubsCon. Yes. And took a shot at St. Louis. What is the what does the audience want to hear? Want to hear him take a shot at their rival because it's still Cubs cards. That's what you do at That's what you do. It's like going to a coach's luncheon preseason. A coach is going to take a shot at the team on the other side of the state. Go to a VFW and listen to Stephen A. Sippel across the river speak, and he'll take a shot at somebody. Absolutely. That's what they do. You have to, you have to remember the audience there that they're in front. I was really surprised that it caused Yadier Molina to take to social media to fire back at Chris Bryant, that he's not respecting the game. Are you kidding me? That's Yachty. He's old school. Okay, but but Chris Bryant's in front of a bunch of Cubs fans. It wasn't like he was receiving an award on MLB Network. A little more fuel to the fire. I got no I'll give problem you that. with that. I'll give you that. And Keep the... adding on, and you know what? The first time we see Yachty get plunked. Yeah. Or Bryant. Here we go. Or Bryant. Here we go. Here's the one thing I'll say about it. We had a phenomenal weekend of college basketball. Mm-hmm. We just had the best championship weekend in the NFL, maybe in the history of the game. We found a way to work in Chris Bryant and Yadier Molina in early in mid January. It's pretty good. Mission accomplished. Take a time out. We'll come back. Uh, Nick Athen. What went wrong? What's in the future? What changes need to be made? Uh, we'll talk about uh, the Kansas City Chiefs as they fall in the AFC Championship game yesterday to the Patriots. Nick Athen is next. Joe O'Donnell. Bottom of the hour. We'll preview. We'll catch up on the Wild and where they're at this year. They're having a pretty good season for the first time in a long time. It looks as though there will be playoff hockey in downtown Des Moines. Trent and I continue uh, today until eleven forty-five on Des Moines Sports Station fourteen. 1960 KXNO. Hugs. Keep up with KXNO on Twitter and Facebook. Go to KXNO.com to learn more from 1460 KXNO. Alright, welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. I never talked at all about the Julian Edelman muff, non-call, overturn. Did it touch his hand? I don't think it did, but you know what? It cost the Chiefs because that ball is going to continue to bounce toward the goal line, right? Yes. Um, let's get Nick Athen in here, ChiefsInsider.com. What might have been? Uh, you can follow, uh, uh, you can read Nick at Chiefs Blitz. Uh, he's on Twitter, Chiefs Insider. Uh, he joins us. Nick Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? 
Well, I've had better days, yeah. but, uh, you know, at least I have lots of practice in this area. So I, I pretty much was about, took me until about one o'clock in the morning and I said, okay, it's time to go to sleep. You know, it's, uh, and I, and I, you know, this is, um, you know, you don't want to hear this or Chiefs fans don't, but the windows just open, Nick. That, that to me is the, the saving grace in all of this. It's not like, you know, if I'm a New Orleans Saint, you've been in the, your championship game the last two years. If I'm a Saints fan, I mean, yep. it's tough to get back there three years in a row. Your quarterback's 40 plus. But your quarterback, on the other hand, is still a youngster on a rookie quarterback. They're they're going to be here again. I guess that if there is a saving grace, that might be it. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, but you know, the same could have been said for Dan Marino and John Elway, and you know, a lot of guys that it took a you know a forever. And some instances, you know, look at Philip Rivers. I mean, yeah. one of the best quarterback prospects ever. You know, he rides under the coattails of Drew Brees for a couple seasons, and look what he's done, and he's never been to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. In fact, he's only made one AFC Championship game, if I, if, I, if I remember correctly. And so, you know, you have some risk here, um, and you have some optimism, but it really is going to boil down to, you know, what Andy Reid, you know, says today and what he does with his coaching staff. I mean, there's no question in my mind. I've, I, I've been told, you know, hopefully it comes true, that Bob Sutton will definitely not be back. I think he's going to retire officially. That's the D coordinator? Yeah, the defensive coordinator. I think there'll be some changes on the defensive staff. Uh, in addition to Sutton, I think if Reed promotes a guy like maybe Al Harris, who's put the game plan together the last couple of games, that'd be a mistake. I think he needs some fresh blood. He needs to go outside the organization. He needs to find someone who can actually coach a 3-4 defense because that's what Reed wants to play. You know, Emma Thomas is probably going to retire the cornerback's coach. I, I hear that they're looking at a, at a college guy right now to come in and be the cornerback's coach. I would not be shocked if Derek Johnson is, is, is a coach for this football team mm. next year. I think that would help. Um, and offensively, you know, Andy Heck, the offensive line coach, needs to go. Uh, Colin, the wide receiver coach, needs to go. Uh, maybe they need to make a change even with the tight ends coach. I mean, they have to make some changes. They have to go outside the organization because there will be coaches lining up. And in fact, I know right now Greg Williams is saying, I wish I would have waited a week because I think he would have loved to come to Kansas City and be the defensive coordinator to come home. So, the good news is you're correct in a long answer. Yes, Mahomes' uh, future is bright. Yes, I believe he'll bring us a Super Bowl here in the next two to three years. And coaches and players and free agents, I've already talked to a couple of agents who said, listen, my, my guy wants to come to the Chiefs. So they're in the right position, but you still have to have the right coaching staff. And Andy Reid is, is in his biggest year. I mean, this is year seven. Uh, and if he can't deliver the goods this year, with Eric Bieniemy being a certain NFL host coach next year, the Chiefs are putting themselves in a position that they just simply don't want to be in. Is there what's the likelihood that Sutton is back? I mean, do you put it at five percent, fifty fifty? What what are the chances that Sutton is back as defense coordinator? Zero percent. I mean, there's just no. There's just no way. I mean, listen. He he was told to make some changes. Uh, they did some changes. Um, and they reverted back to the same old defense that struggled in primetime games against Seattle, New England, Los Angeles. And it made no sense. And they didn't stunt. They didn't blitz. They played, you know, one high safety. Um, you know, they just, they didn't, they didn't, they weren't physical at the line of scrimmage. Every time Edelman went over and was in motion, they were, they threw the ball to him every time, virtually every time he was in motion. And the fact that the linebackers were dropping back in coverage and Justin Houston spent so much time in pass coverage. Because what happened was in this game is that, is that the, the Patriots fooled Sutton, which is not difficult, but they focused on the run all week in practice, and then when it came to crunch time, what did they do? They went to Hogan, Edelman, and Gronk, 
and they were powerless to stop it. Mm. How does D Ford ever get past this one? I don't know. This is going to be the offsides game, and the sad part is is that the uh, um, the the left tackle for the uh, Patriots was uh, was not at the line of scrimmage. He was actually in illegal formation, and they didn't call it. So you know, partially it was bad officiating, bad luck. But for D Ford, who did nothing, no sacks, no tackles, nothing. Yes. Same with Chris Ford. I mean, with with uh, with the. Uh, but, you know, same with the Chris Jones. I mean, they just didn't play well, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of that had to do with the scheme of Sutton. Um, and I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, did they franchise Ford? I think he's a really good player. Uh, I don't think he's worth the kind of money that they're, they're that, that it's going to require even to franchise tag him. I mean, Tyree Kill and Chris Jones, my understanding is they have parameters for an extension in place. I think they need to spend their money elsewhere. They're going to be stuck with, you know, the Hitchens contract, and I think with a better staff, he can be okay. You bring Derek Johnson in here to be the linebacker coach, uh, you know, and Hitchens will be just fine. Um, Raglan, you know, they got to sign him potentially back. I think he wants to come back. I think there's mutual interest. You know, I thought in crunch time over the last two to three games, he played pretty well. Um, the Eric Berry I, questions out there? I, I mean, listen, he needs he needs surgery on that Achilles heel. They have to they have to cut open the Achilles heel to, to get the bone spur out. You know, which is a long rehab. Um, you know, he made he, he was actually a detriment to this team last night. I mean, he was struggling to to run in the first quarter, let alone in the fourth quarter when they needed him, um, and in overtime in particular. So, um, personally speaking, if they cut him after June one, they'll, they'll have some cap savings. You got Justin Houston. You know, are you going to continue to pay him? And again, it, it just boils down to some really difficult decisions for the two year window that I think the Chiefs have before the rest of the ASC catches up. You know, teams like Cleveland and Houston and, you know, is Pittsburgh going to come back? Is, you know, the Patriots still going to be the Patriots? And there's going to be some really good teams coming up. The Chargers are going to be great next year. Um, so all these things considered, in a better AFC West, you know, the window is closing, you know, for the Chiefs to, to, to really make a run at this thing. Um, because, you know, I'm not much into moral victories and moral wins, but, you know, you have to take advantage of the opportunities. But they have some very difficult decisions to make. Currently, they got about forty-seven to forty-eight million in cap space, um, and that could be as high as sixty or seventy. But again, a lot of that money is going to go to Chris Jones and Tyreek Hill. So, with the defense and with Bob Sutton in your mind, a zero percent chance that he's going to be back. Is there anything philosophically that you'd like to see them change, maybe away from the three-four? Anything different, or just the way the construction has been? And Andy Reid's still going to be there. It'll probably be the same thing, just some different ideas with the three four. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, I mean Andy lo- Andy loves the three four defense. I'm not sure why. I mean he ran both in Philadelphia. Why yeah. he's not willing to try both here in Kansas City uh, is a is a is a little perplexing. But you know that's how Andy rolls. He's more comfortable. He's familiar with it. He you know he did to his credit you know insist on some changes. But for me, you know uh, it, it's all about attitude. And the Chiefs had no attitude defensively. They were on their heels the entire game. They never were aggressive. And honestly, in the biggest moment, the biggest time, in the biggest game of a lot of these guys' careers, they they were unable to get the job done because internally and mentally, they Tom Brady got in their head. And if, if I had to start the game over again, I would have put the ball in Patrick Mahomes' hand first. Mm. I would have taken my chances in the second half. You know, who had the ball first? Um, you know, and, and 
he needed to do something to kind of like, okay, now I got pressure on me to go score a touchdown because the Patriots just said, I, I thought that was a huge mistake. But again, it's all about attitude. Um, it's all about, you know, will they have the right fire? And defensively, you know, stopping the run is all, it, it's all emotional. It's pride. It's, 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 it's a mindset. And they just don't have a mindset defensively. Hmm. Did Andy Reid make a mistake calling timeout late in the first half and it looked as though the Patriots were just trying to run out the clock, not maybe move the ball down the field, mm-hmm. converted that third down play, um, and then we know what happened. Did they, did, was, how big of a talker has that been today? Uh, I don't think so. I would have done the same thing, to be honest with you. They had a chance on third down to stop the clock. And, uh, you know, they would, they would have definitely been in a position to where, you know, Mahomes would have gotten the ball back, which is what they wanted. And clearly, he doesn't need a whole lot of time to put points on the board. And I would, I would have done the same thing. You know, had Nelson turned around, it wouldn't have been a touchdown. I mean, it's just that simple. And the guy played his back to the quarterback all season long, and I don't think he'll be back either. So, you know, I, I don't, I can't, I can't fault Andy Reid for that. I, I, I actually wanted them to call the timeout a play earlier. Um, you know, when it was ticking down, I mean, I would have just done it right away and just used all my time out. So there was a lot of frustrating moments I get from a Chiefs perspective. Looked like after finally getting the lead, 21-17, going to have a third long, third and seven, and the roughing the penalty, mm-hmm. the passer, yeah, passer penalty comes out. I, hey, I, I don't have a skin in the game here. That had to be the worst roughing call I have ever seen. Your perspective from the Chiefs fan, did your TV survive? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's too many, uh, well, you know, my little two-and-a-half-year-old heard, heard words that shouldn't come out of anybody's <laughs> mouth, but, and they were multiple occasions, and I felt sorry for him, but he was a trooper yelling at me saying, you know, Daddy, no. So there you go. But, yeah, from a perspective of the officiating in that particular situation, yeah, it's a 15-yard penalty. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's not as egregious as what happened with the Saints and the Rams on the pass interference penalty, but, you know, the NFL's got, <clears throat> got a problem. And, and, you know, two things that bothered me in this whole game. One, you know, a coin toss decided the winner, and two, a phantom pass interference call, you know, gave them life and really helped them, uh, you know, take that go-ahead score. So, um, listen, if there was one thing that I think, honestly, that, that, that the Chiefs should have done, you know, when it was two minutes to go in the game and they were down there at the one- or two-yard line, I personally would have let it go to the two-minute warning. I probably would have just uh, done an average play. I would have tried to take some time mm-hmm. or at least make the Patriots use their timeouts. To me, that was that was a big moment, too. You know, I know you want to score, but did anybody think the Chiefs weren't going to score? I mean, let's let's be honest. Honestly, Nick, I thought Belichick let them in. When I first saw the play, I thought, uh, I thought yeah, he, he let them score. Yeah, just like the Chiefs let them score. You know, at the end of this, uh, you know, in, in in regulation, they knew they had to put the ball back in Mahomes' hand. And quite honestly, if I'm the Chiefs, I probably would have just given up the touchdown, you know, with with a minute to go, and taken my chances. And uh, you know, and high, but that's that's unfortunate that a we have to look at it that way, and b that Andy Reid has to think about coaching it that way. Um, you know, that's that's the sad part of of the disappointment of this of this game and disappointment of the defense. It's because Andy Reid had to coach it in a way that he knew, and even the players on offense knew that the defense was not going to hold up. So mm. when when you when you don't make plays in the biggest game and you make the most money on the team defensively, you know that's a problem. Mm. And unfortunately, 
you know, again, Reed has to face the media today, and he'll say his usual too early to tell. But if he does not announce that either Bob Sutton has been asked to go or or that he's resigning, you know, then he's 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 under a lot of pre- he's under a lot of heat, and the fan base is going to not be too happy. Hmm. Nick, we'll uh, talk to Super Bowl Friday. We bring all of our super our football voices in for one last uh, for football Friday and get their take on the game. Thank you for what you did for us all season long. We'll talk to you Super Bowl Friday. Thank you, Nick Athen. All right, my pleasure, guys. Thanks for having me on. Good to talk to you. You can read Nick at ChiefsBlitz.com, ChiefsBlitz.com. Follow him on Twitter, Chiefs Insider. You know, there's uh, another kind of buried thing, and there's so many buried things because these games were so great. Here's some Buckner hitting that field goal to force overtime. Yeah, That's a young guy. Right, and right down the middle. I mean, he absolutely pounded that right through. Zerline to get the game, to tie the game. That ball looked as though it was going right when it left his foot, did it not? I thought he missed. It would be nice to cheer for a team that had a kicker that could make a field goal in a tight game. Spoken like a Bears fan that you are. We'll take a timeout. We will come back. We'll head to Wells Fargo Arena. We're going to do so at 11.45 for the pregame. We'll get a a quick glimpse as to what's going on. Again, uh, Iowa Wild dropped the puck downtown at at noon. If you're off today, if you're looking to do something, maybe haven't got to see the Wild so far this year, perfect opportunity uh, day game against Rockford. Trent and I until 11.45 on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. Join Special Olympics Iowa for the annual Warren County Polar Plunge February 23rd at Lake Aquabi in Indianola. Special Olympics Iowa provides year-round sports training and athletic competition for over 14,000 Special Olympic athletes. The plunge will begin at noon and post-party food, drink, and silent auction along with prizes will immediately follow. To register for the plunge or for more information, visit soiowa.org slash plunge. We'll see you February 23rd for the Warren County Polar Plunge. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest, but we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. At Wolf Construction, we don't just show up with a dumpster and trailer in your driveway. We arrive with a business card in hand, ready to take care of your home. Whether it's a simple roof repair, a complete re-roofing project, or a new construction project, Wolf Construction can handle the job. Call Wolf Construction at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. We're a roofing machine. Hey guys, Trent Condon here from Miller & Condon for New Leaf Wellness. A new year means resolutions for many people. If better health is one of your resolutions, New Leaf Wellness can help you achieve those goals. And New Leaf Wellness is starting the year off right with 20% off their weight loss evaluation and food sensitivity test combo. Call 515-650-1358 for a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. Let's feel better together in 2019. Hi, I'm Janice Lane, CEO of Children and Families of Iowa. This year, Children and Families of Iowa is celebrating our 130th anniversary. Over the years, our mission has remained the same, to work collectively to restore hope, build futures, and change lives for children and families throughout Iowa. Visit us at CFIOWA.org. Thank you for helping us fulfill our mission. Hello, I am Anna Lukes, Marketing Director at Wildwood Hills Ranch. Wildwood Hills Ranch is a nonprofit organization in St. Charles, Iowa, that serves vulnerable youth and veterans and their families and your local community through educational programming, leadership development, and equine therapy at our 400-acre ranch. To learn how you can help make a difference and transform a life, please visit wildwoodhillsranch.org slash donate today and click to become a dream. Builder. Hawkeyes, Cyclones, and 
Panthers and Bulldogs. Yeah, we got that covered. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Miller and Condon, 1460 KXNO. Joe O'Donnell momentarily live from Wells Fargo Arena. I want to tell you about Dr. Stephen Fuller. FullerDental.net is where you can check out the uh, the website. Uh, Dr. Fuller is my dentist. He's got a couple of locations. If you're new to the area, if you've moved, or it's time to uh, find a new dentist, maybe you don't remember your dentist's name. It's been so long. Um, I'd highly recommend my doctor, my dentist. Dr. Stephen Fuller, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines, also in Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona, 410 8th Street Southwest Altoona, 2822 East 29th Street, Des Moines, or on the web, fullerdental.net. Joe O'Donnell's going to do some work today. He's Rockford and the Iowa Wild. You can hear the pregame show coming up here in 10 minutes, but we get a, uh, a little pre-pregame show. Hello, Joe, Trent, and Ken. How are you? A double pregame show. What's up, fellas? I'm doing all right. Uh, the team's playing pretty well. They've had a really good season. Just a couple of points off the lead in the Central Division with a game in hand. Um, big spot today, right? Rockford's in town, and you don't want to let this Rockford team start feeling good about themselves and make their way up the standings. Exactly. That's a good point, Kenny. The Wild are in a playoff spot, but it's a precarious spot because the Central Division's so tight. Right now, Iowa's in third in the division. Two points out of first, as you mentioned but just four points from not being in a playoff spot. So you get two points for a win, you do the math. A good weekend, a bad weekend, you can be in first, or you can be looking up at a bunch of teams. And Rockford comes in here today. They they got their first win in a, in a handful of games on Saturday. They beat uh, the Chicago Wolves in overtime on the road. And so they've got some guys back down from the NHL. They've got some guys that are healthier that maybe weren't in the previous meetings of the season series. Uh, but the one storyline in this series in particular has been wild goaltender Capo Kakinen. He is 4-0 against Rockford this year. 4-0. He's given up one total goal. Hmm. He's pitched three shutouts Jeez. and just one goal in the other game. So his goals against is .24 because there was an overtime game in there as well. So 4-0, a goals against sub-1. He'll get the start for the Wild today. Joe, you mentioned, of course, how tight it is in terms of the standings, but you couple that with what's happening with the continued evolution and movement of the roster here. Fill us in a little bit more the roster, what is changing, and going forward, what the roster is going to look like for the Wild. Yeah, it's hard to say what the future will look like, Trent, because this is such a day-to-day league, as you guys know. But right now, the Wild are a little slim uh, depth-wise. They'll dress 11 forwards and 7 defensemen again for the second straight game. Happens, uh, you know, from time to time in the AHL, will teams were, will employ that. This one's, you know, strictly out of necessity. The Wild just don't have a lot of healthy forwards right now. Colton Beck is sort of day-to-day. He missed... Uh, the game on Saturday, he will miss this game today as well. They hope the Wild do to get him back for the weekend set before the All-Star break. But uh, right now, 11 Ford 7-D for the Wild because of the trade of Justin Kloos. Took away the club's leading scorer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota making that trade last Wednesday with Anaheim. And then Beck getting injured and all of a sudden a little thin for the Wild up front. So we'll see if they can continue to rely on just those two lines. The last couple of games, the coaching staff has really only played a handful of forwards, six, seven, eight guys kind of carrying the lion's share of the ice time. We'll see if it catches up to the Wild, because today's the third game in four days, and it's an afternoon game as well. As well as Kakunin's been playing, is this just a case of, look, Dubnik's going to play for the majority of the games up with the parent club. Stalock's behind him. You may as well keep him down here, I'm talking about Kakunin, and keep him playing as opposed to going up to the show and, and, and sitting behind Dubnik for the most part. 
Yeah, 100%. I mean, it, this is a development league. The more ice time and experience these guys can get, whether it's a goaltender like Kakinen, a defenseman, a forward, it doesn't matter. They've got to play. These kids are young. Kakinen's just 22 years of age. To sit in Minnesota makes no sense. So uh, for him to get the ice time he's getting, get the reps he's getting, it's invaluable. And let's remember, going into the season, everybody seemed to think Andrew Hammond was going to play, you know, 50, Good 55 point. games. Mm-hmm. Kakinen would maybe get 15 uh, when Hammond got hurt and Kakinen was playing so well, now you sort of have a 1 and a 1A here in Iowa. It's a good problem to have goaltending depth, and the Wild are blessed to have it. Last thing for you, Joe. I know you got to work here in five minutes or so. Tim Army, new head coach. I- I've spoken to all of the coaches that have been through Des Moines. I was really impressed. I could tell this guy's a, a, an elite hockey mind uh, when I spoke to him when he was first hired. So what what do you see as you travel with the team and you're with them? And I'm not knocking any of the other guys, but what is he doing that's different? Well, I think first off, this is the best, now, maybe this lineup today notwithstanding, but I think this is the best team the Wild have had depth-wise, speed-wise, skill-wise. So that certainly helps. you got to have the horses. Uh, but Tim Army is a guy that is never short on enthusiasm and energy, and he approaches every day the same way. I, I'm not going to lie, he makes it hard on these guys. There aren't a whole lot of days off. The practices are longer. Uh, there's that mentality that if you win, it doesn't matter. The next day, we're going to do it the same way. If you lose... You better be ready to put the work boots on the next day. It's a little bit of an old-school approach, but with a good team like the Wild have and a good veteran presence so far, it's been the right combination. Now, down the stretch, it's going to be a grind. You've got 76 games. We'll see how the Wild hold up, but certainly they put themselves in their best spot ever, their best start in franchise history. you got 34 games left. They're in a playoff spot. All right, so if you can't make it down there today, when's your next home game? Not until Friday, February 8th. Uh, the wow. Wild head out on a long trip. Uh, two games next weekend in the Midwest and the All-Star break. And then I think it's four games in California, three or four games in California. So uh, still some time to get down here today for a noon puck drop. We've got a youth jersey giveaway. It's a dollar dog day. And if you're a season ticket holder and you've got work or something, bail out for your lunch hour. You can skate with the players after the game nice. for free if you're a Wild 365 season ticket holder. Well, at least you're going to California. It's not like you got that Winnipeg trip in the middle of late January, early February. That, well, that is your well I'm know. never going to complain about a couple days in San Diego. <laughs> Don't blame me a bit. Thank you, Joe. We'll hear you in five minutes. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. All right, Joe Donald, the voice of the Iowa Wild. Trent, let's... Uh, Put you on the spot here before okay. we get out of here. We got two really good games. Five thirty tip yeah. FS one. By the way, did you see Rafferty and Brando have the game Thursday, Thursday night. That is good. No, it's really good. FS one has that one Thursday night at six. Uh, there are still tickets available for Iowa, Michigan State Thursday night. Carver Hawkeye six o'clock tip. All right, tonight. Speaking of Michigan State, they will host Maryland, a team that is for real in the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're doing a power rankings i'm guessing you're still going to have michigan state michigan in some order maryland might be three i i think that would be probably the easiest place to go yeah. they have been the most consistent i would say biggest out of that surprise next oh yeah, yeah. I, this was a fringy ncaa tournament team mm-hmm. they're solidly in and, and with a lot more to go i like this maryland, maryland team i like bruno fernandez yeah and, player of the week last week i think so what's the number on that game have you seen it it's big is it? Nine and a half. Oh, my God. From Maryland to nine and a half? Doesn't it seem like too many? I think so. Go the other way. Okay, Michigan Sparty. State, it is for you. Um, Iowa State is when we went on the air, I think you said they get five? Five and a half. Five and a half. Kansas isn't Kansas. Aren't they? Nope. 
Nope, they're not. How many times have you said that in January over the last (laughs) 14 years? Yeah, but take a look at that roster. Without (laughs) Azubuki. Charlie Moore doesn't even play. I get it. They got some guys. Iowa State's got some guys. Texas Tech's got some guys. K-State's getting back their guys or gotten back their guys. Bill Self will figure this out. This could Doesn't be held, he always he does for the last 14 out? years? Yes. He has. Uh, this is going to be a hell of a race. Yeah. This is going to be a hell of a race. 13, get it? 13 and 5? Yes. Does it get you a 13 share? Gets, yes, gets you a share of the top of the conference. 14 gets you outright. Yeah, I agree. Uh, what happens tonight? Kansas gets them. Do they? They, they do. get them big? I'll lay the points. Will you? Lay the points. I'm laying the points with a couple of home teams. Mm-hmm. Didn't work very well in the NFL playoffs yesterday, did it? No, it didn't. Um, how did you do on the weekend with your basketball picks, by the way? Uh, basketball was hideous. Sunday was good. Saturday, awful. 4-11. and 4-11. That's, that's a bad day. That's a bad beat. Uh, a I bad will beat. take, you know what, I'm going to take Maryland. I would take the points if I had to yeah. play this game tonight. The five and a half. I think you know what the way Wigginton is coming on, the mm-hmm. way Cameron Lard has come on, Shayok continues on. Um, Halliburton's kind of tailed off a little bit, point production wise. Give me the points. Grabbing the points. Give me the points. We're on opposite sides on both of these. We are. Let's we are. reconvene and talk about it tomorrow. At 10. Okay. How about ten o'clock in the morning? That Sound work? like a date. Uh, we've got Iowa Wild next, followed by Iowa Wolves. I assume there's no more local programming for the day, right, Andrew Downs? That's it. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. Iowa Wild coming up next for Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.